11 seconds left in Super Bowl 57, 35, 35 tie. The kick is good, and Kansas City leads 38-35 with eight seconds to go. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that everyone listening to this podcast is well aware of other podcasts in the Chiefs Kingdom realm that rely quite heavily on <laughs> audible bodily noises to explain um, feelings about certain situations. And we were just, I was just chatting with. Um, Neil and James, who are on here with me tonight. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Evening. And I was saying that this is the least energy I think I've felt for a season opener in, in a while. I feel that this should be wildly up-tempo. We should be excited. We've got through six months, seven months without football. We're still world champions. Everything should be ready to go. And... I think I just feel worn out by the Chris Jones stuff, which I don't, I'm not really put up and down by. I'm just bored by. And then switch on social media an hour ago and you find out that our God-level tight end has hyperextended his knee, has had an MRI, and we're now waiting results to find out about possible surgery or not. Now, whether that is hyperbole, gamesmanship, and he's just out for one for one week, after an ice pack, who knows? But here we are. Um, welcome to the Arrington Broad Podcast. <laughs> um, like I say, That's I've got so Neil fun. here. Yeah, hello. Hi. And um, James has been on before. I wasn't on before with him, but James, um, uh, welcome to the podcast. It's, it's, a fret, it's a fret house reunited. Yeah, exactly. And this is like... Um, I guess you've had your preseason game under your belt now, so this is this is real. The bullets are flying, and as you've just um, as as you've just heard from my wildly professional intro, doesn't doesn't really get any better, right? <laughs> it just reminds, James... just reminds me of soggy cornflakes in the morning sat around the breakfast table without the police <laughs> sirens. Personally, <laughs> James is Noah Gray today. <laughs> yeah. off the practice squad later elevated elevation. oh so yeah you could be matt bushman then <laughs> matt bushman today yeah no well no because that suggests that you would just get sent away after one stellar performance and then never be heard of again and i hope that doesn't happen um <laughs> yep right so where, where do you guys want to start um we, we said we had all the answers about chris jones last week and it turns out that there are no answers and we're broadly in the same position <clears throat> as we were the week before or do we just just want to dive into the the Travis Kelsey news? Where do you want to where do you want to go? Uh, I'll, I'll do a very very quick one on Chris Jones with the Mike Florio stuff that was put out, which is basically agent propaganda. Like there's two ways of looking at it. You can look at the Chiefs have offered him twenty seven and a half, which is very reasonable, or you can off or you can look at it as he wants thirty two, which is less reasonable to me. Um, I think the Chiefs have made a perfectly fair offer, and if he doesn't sign, so be it, Chris. Thanks very much. We'll see you in week eight, and uh, we'll take the third-round compensatory pick that we'll get next year. Thanks for your services. Fair enough. James, 
James, the floor, <laughs> the floor is yours. I mean, are we a better team with Chris Jones? Yes. Yep. But it is an X-man up, unfortunately, the situation, isn't it? You know, if he if he even comes back in week eight, you know, we're a better team for it, are we then? You know, eight games missing, eight games, eight games to gel with quite a new defensive line. I don't know. It's We're a better team with him. He's an elite player. But I'm very much bored of the situation. It's sort of, we just have to move on and see what we've got, really, unfortunately. <clears throat> I think one thing is the first half of the schedule, like, it's the easier of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Jags away could be tricky. Jets away could be tricky. But then you got the Bears, the Vikings, Denver twice, the Chargers, and then Miami. Like, well, actually, uh, he'd be back for Denver at Denver game. So he'd miss one Den- Denver, one Chargers game. So if he was missing those games as opposed to the Bengals and the Bills and away at the Chargers uh, later on in the season and the Eagles, I- I'm not terribly hurt by the idea of him getting another seven weeks rest if he's that desperate to not play just yet i'm just and i, I you know you guys will have played sport obviously we've not played a professional level particularly but you know i know neil's played a decent standard cricket but you know if you, you come back and you don't play you're never quite as sharp mm. or into it straight away so realistically those eight games could become you know eight plus two sort of mediocre games as he gets back up Stevie, if not more. So I don't know. It's, yeah. As long as, long as he's right for the playoffs. Yeah. That's all I care. That's yeah. All I care. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I've flip-flopped so many ways and I feel like I've contradicted myself and turned myself in circles over and I've, I've certainly been on the just PM bandwagon and I've been on the like fine set out bandwagon and I've been on the he's you know, he's perfectly entitled to sort of um, max these earnings out now because this is his last chance to do it. And, and I think now um, on Tom's bandwagon where his contract says he has to play games. That's what he gets paid to do. Mm-hmm. At the start of this, at the start, whenever it was three years ago, the Chiefs agreed to pay him whatever it was, 75 million over three years, whatever, whatever that deal was, I can't even remember. 80 over four. 80 over four, four years, right? So at that at that point, we're fulfilling our side of the bargain. If he turns up and plays, if he turns if he turns up, however well he plays, he'll he'll get that money. I could only assume that if he's so principled, in that he's underpaid, if he'd had five sacks last year, or say perhaps had missed a couple of sacks in an important game, that he would have phoned Brett Veach up and said, "Oh, excuse me, Mr. Veach, um, I must I must say I underplayed my value last year. Mm-hmm. I, I really I would I would wish to give some of that back to give you the cap relief." Utter bollocks, of course he wouldn't. No. It's just a nonsense. Come and play games. You're now, he's all over social media with, oh, I love you, Colin Saunders, Frank Clark, my dog, all that sort of stuff. These are the guys that are left behind that he's now hurting. He's not turning up to play for them. The best thing that can happen for Chris Jones this week is for the Chiefs to lose so that he can come back, Billy Big Balls, to fix the, to fix the defense. And that is a shitty thing for him to do. It's just, I think I just pissed off now. He should just come to work. And actually now, I don't even think I really care when he does come now. Yeah, I'm I mean, to the fact that he, won't, he he probably won't play for us next year. And I'm probably perfectly okay with that now, I think. I don't, um, I, I, th- I think it's just, the thing's dragged on so far. I think, I think I've just almost, I think I'm, it's I'm, just, I'm over him. I think it's just a shame that, you know, Carl Loftus last year got, you know, a lot of info from Frank Clark in training camp. 
uh, OTAs and all that sort of stuff. And that's what Chris could have brought to some of the, the new players in the squad this year and brought them in. And we miss, they've missed that. I think that's that's the annoying part of the situation. Players go and get what you're earned. Fine. No issue with it. GMs try and get the best deal they can, bang for the buck and a, and a cap. I've got no issue with it. I just, I think the Chiefs have missed out on some experience for their young, you know, their rookies. Yep. It's shit. It's it just no, all shit. And like again, I'm going to contradict myself. Like I say, I'm over it. If he comes back next week and says, "Right, lads, I'm fine. I'm all in. I'm going to play the season," it gives it his all. Then great, fine. Thank you very much. And then we're just going to do this on my ground again next year. Like, um, like I don't necessarily think that his his legacy as a Chiefs player for me has been massively tarnished. Like you can't you can't take away what he's done. But I think it's just it's got a slight sour taste at the end. At what point can I bring my '95 jersey back out of the wardrobe though? (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag priorities. I mean, this is the thing. I have no absolutely no issue. Like with, with with like jerseys, whatever of guys that have gone on to play for other teams. That doesn't, but that doesn't, you know, bust me at all. But you know, there's there's the yeah. Maybe maybe this maybe this has another chapter to to read, and I'm and I'm jumping off a bat, uh, jumping off a deep end too early. But um, yeah, we'll see. But I do feel that that rant has maybe maybe Chris Jones has just been the, the he's he, maybe he's just been the, the the target for the the rant I needed to get my energy back. I can say this more of a positive. I can t- you can tell in your tone of voice you're ready to fire yeah, up next. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, like that's your guys' job for the next however long this lasts. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get you guys out in about 45 minutes this time, uh, dear listeners. Um, yeah, get me hyped up for the for for the for this, for this Lions game. It's which the 1:20 a.m. kickoff. Yeah, which the move I saw looks like we'll be playing without Travis Kelsey. I mean, yeah. Realistically, we have three blue chip players who are Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes, and two of them aren't playing. Yeah, I mean, I think that if you like, if you said to me, "Can we win? Can we win a run of games without Chris Jones?" Yes. Can we win a run of games without Travis Kelsey? Yes. Can we win a run of games without Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey? I don't know. Mm. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, I guess the news only broke a couple of a couple of hours ago. Max here, it's. Was it like twenty to ten on yeah. Tuesday Tuesday night uh, UK time? So we're all still pretty much in the dark. All we know is that he's injured and listed as well listed as limited. I think in the practice report. So I mean, I, I think one room. one positive I will take from this is if you're the Lions, how do you game plan for this? Because you have no idea what the Chiefs' offense looks like without Travis Kelsey, and you have no idea what the defense looks like without Chris Jones. So how can you possibly prepare for anything? Like you've no idea what they're going to do. We're almost a new team, aren't you? Because you look yeah, at that, exactly. You, yeah, you, yeah. Apart from you can game plan right. That's the offensive line. That's pretty much intact. Mahomes is Mahomes. That's intact. But who he passes to throw because you don't know if Pacheco's back. You don't know if it's going to be McKinnon. You don't know if it's going to be Clyde. Um, and then wide receivers. It's like, well, what footage have we got on any of that? You know, in this offense, none. A little bit of Tony, but is Tony going to play? Is he going to start? Is he going to just be a little bench player like he was last year for the first couple of games? It's impossible to game plan against of what they're going to do. Yeah. So there's a positive for it. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's a really good point because I think I, I just read a snippet somewhere that Kelsey hasn't missed a game through injury for five years or something like that. That's a long, long time. He missed yeah. a couple from 
in the COVID season for for obvious reasons. But uh, he hasn't missed a game through injury. Yeah, so you're right. There, like there literally isn't a tape. I mean, it, it, Patrick Mahomes has started maybe a couple of games in his whole career without Kelsey as his main target. Um, I mean, who is the main target when Kelsey's not in the offense? <clears throat> Could be anyone. Well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, um, and I think we, you've been um, running through some some stats through your um, mm-hmm. yeah through your, through your little magic computer there, Neil. Uh, and I think, but yeah, what you said is like there's there's I mean to, to paraphrase, there's pros and cons to all the receivers. Yes. Like we don't we don't have a stand like in the wide in the wide receiver room we don't have a standout character as someone who's going to put their hand up and say here's here's your um what's what's the word called I want to say workhorse that's not the one is it what's the right phrase um but your go to guy I yeah guess. yeah yeah your water carrier and, and uh, yeah bell cow yeah. bell cow bell cow yeah that's the one yeah you kind of don't have that um we don't we don't have that guy right? yeah maybe that's um. Well, like a substantial portion of our offense last season, our passing offense anyway, was Travis Kelsey and Juju, of which neither of them will play. Because um, Juju's got his allegedly um, potentially destructive knee, um, where it looks like we might have dodged a bullet there on him, or at least made a very well-informed decision not to bring him back. And then Kelsey, let's see what happens with him. But like that's 2,300 yards from last season, that's not going to be there on the field <clears throat> and like i just i i mean as a as a better who takes the over-unders on these i haven't a freaking clue who to bet on this week like sky moore and valdez scantling are both around 40 yards on the over-unders would i take either of those sky moore's 40 and a half and valdez scantling's 42 and a half but i could just as easily see them going Right, Rashi Rice, Justin Ross, have yourselves a week. There's just it just just go in so many different directions. Like from the Lions' point of view, you're screwed preparing for this. Like you you have no clue what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I love the way that you've turned our two all-world players being out into into a positive. Like it's, actually, it's, it's actually a good thing for us, right? So because they, they spent six months preparing for one thing, and um... well, and Andy Reid has had six months to prepare for this game. So I was on the the UK Lions podcast there before we started recording this, and we were talking about this, and I was like, Andy Reid after a bye week is lethal. Andy Reid after six months, the Chiefs haven't scored less than thirty three points in the opening day of the season in the last eight years. So the lads, the lads on the Lions podcast going, well, you know, what, what's the game plan? It's like, you have to score 35 points. That's your beginning mm-hmm. of your game plan. How you get about that, that's a whole different question. But that is that is the bare minimum you need to achieve if you're going to win this game. Um, but from our point of view, like Andy Reid's had six months to figure out plays for Justin Ross and Rishi Rice. Like, and no one's got any tape on any of it. Good luck trying to stop it. And they've had all all off season to prepare for a defence without Chris Jones. So yes, it might not be as impactful because you haven't got that elite player, but they'll still be able to do something. There'll still be schemes that'll be worked on, and like you said, there's no tape on it. So what happens? Yeah. It's yeah, all no, positive. I, yeah. I, <laughs> I just um, 
yeah, I guess like you say, I mean, it's an unknown for us as well. But I think that yeah, like you say, the one thing that that Andy Reid has is plays dialed up for every 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 receiver has mm-hmm. plays that are there that they're good for, and I guess. Kelsey plays such a high, but my concern would be Kelsey plays such a high number of the snaps, whether he's the target or not. Like he's taking attention away, and I guess we need to kind of, you need to get someone to come in and do what Travis Kelsey does, even if the ball's going in that direction, or not. I, I think my big concern will be on third down, because Kelsey and Juju, they were the third downs. Like it, you could be pretty confident if Mahomes was passing on third down. It was one or the other of those two. And who is going to be the target on third downs now? Who would you trust from the receivers that we currently have healthy um, to make the key plays at key times? And I'm, think, not sh- I'm not sure who that is. I think your third down option for me, as it stands, would be McKinnon. Yeah. Um. You know, Gray's shown glimpses of something or other. Bell's fairly consistent, but not you know great, not a great pass catcher. Um, your wide receivers, like you said, are unknown. But McKinnon's quite trusted and had been in a few situations last year. So I'm, I'm guessing him possibly. Yeah, or this is this is the um, you know we've been hearing that that Sky Moore is kind of going to come in and do, I guess, the dirty work underneath that that Juju d- did, and perhaps is going to take some of the some of the mileage off a uh, uh, Travis Kelsey as well, you know. So I guess this is the sort of game where he um, where he steps up and shows that. I think what would be I'm fun. Not, from, not from my, Well, I know that you're not. I know you're not a fan. I just think yeah, you have to caveat whatever he did last year with the fact that he was a first year player in an Andy Reid offense that kind of was really kind of rolling by the end of the year. So it was probably opportunities were probably hard to come by. And it's tough if you're only getting a very, you know, a, a really small handful. The pressure is put on him to make something of them is massive. So I, I think I can, I'm, I'm perfectly willing to give him. It's not even a pass because he wasn't bad last year by any stretch. But benefit of the doubt. It's not benefit of the doubt. I'm just, I'm just willing to, to give, to, to give these guys. And it'll be the same for Rice this year as well. Just to give them the first year to get their feet under, to get their feet under themselves properly, and then you know, kick on yeah. from there. That's realistic because we've been so lucky with having first-year rookies come in and make a massive impact that you forget that that's not normally what happens unless they're you know top ten picks so uh, or maybe a, a few higher. You know we've got we've done so well with rookies coming in and doing well that you almost expect it and you've got to let them have that first year and sometimes the sophomore year will be a little you know it's it's about turning that pick into year two year three. You want them to play well enough that you can't afford to re-sign them. I think that, I yeah, think that's yeah. your phrase, wasn't it, Duncan? Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, like uh, that, that's I, what I would do with, with receivers, if it's specifically, is take one in the top hundred, hundred and twenty picks of the draft every year, regardless. Just do that, and then on a three on a, on a three year basis, if you get two guys who like make your make your six man rotation. You've done. You've done fine. You know. You just. You can just keep recycling these guys through. Because I guess the idea is that um, Tomo talks about it that 
like Travis Kelsey, he's you know to the end of his career than the start of his career. So all the guys who um the, the very top quarterbacks, the ones that are getting to this to Super Bowls regularly, they've got that one go-to guy. And when Kelsey goes, we need to find someone else for that to be my hope. We find someone else to get that connection with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean hopefully that, that you know we've got a couple of years to do that. And maybe they got maybe that guy's already on the roster. Um maybe it's maybe it's Justin Ross. Uh like you said, until you know, until you get opportunity to play, it's hard it's hard to put the figures out there sometimes. Yeah. So needs must. I mean what what we might see with this first game, given that I mean like you said just just there, Neil, it's not like we go out conservatively and play within ourselves. God no. In the first in the first game. But I don't necessarily think we come out all guns blazing either. I think we're just really, really good. We're so like Reed just has his teams drilled so well that come the first game they're they're just so ready to hit the ground running. What we might see this first game, if you know, if assuming Kelsey doesn't play, is not necessarily the playbook opened up a little bit, but maybe just guys getting a little bit more opportunity, frontline opportunities, and it'd be up to them whether they, they take it or not. I and, could see us throwing to ten different receivers and like yeah. ten receivers having five catches each. That wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. But like, if you just, go, even if you go back when we've had like Tyree Kill and Travis Kelce, like you said, they'll they'll throw it around. We've had games when, you know, what's name Robinson, D Hop, um, and McCall um, Hardman have gone off on games and got big games, and no one else has got targeted. So Andy Reid isn't afraid to throw the ball elsewhere. It's just what catches what sticks there you go this is going to be that's a good point this is going to be a Richie James jet sweep extravaganza there's a there's a prediction absolutely jet sweeps are very successful for us um and as long as it's not Sky Moore running them I'll be very happy with that again just an example of something that he's um mm. he's been asked to do it's not in school set. I should I should be for full disclosure for everyone Sky Moore's my guy I uh yeah, I, I, I did, we did the draft predictor, and I, I managed to to nail that pick. So um, I feel, I feel overly attached to the young man. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of wishing to do well. And that, that by the same token, that's Felix, and Adike Uzoma. That'll do. Nailed it. That's, uh, better than I Felix, <laughs> this year as well. Um, again, he might, he might get thrown in slightly. Um, Slightly earlier than you might think as well, because the kind of the daylight's looking. Um, well, also we're down to many here as well as Jones. Defensive um, tackles looking thin. Tashawn Wharton is well. He's, he, I believe he's fit, but he's not. Um, he's, he's not played that much, I don't think, in the preseason. Danny Shelton's still in the practice squad. Um, Derek Nadi, the, we've got that guy that we got from the Raiders. Neil Neils. Farrell. Yeah. Farrell. Yeah. Sounds made up. But um, I used to work with someone called Neil Farrell, but I'm definitely sure it's not the same guy. That's it. You probably would have. You probably would have. Yeah, you would have found out, but I would have. Uh, I probably would have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we surprised? A surprise Dunlap's not been brought in, even on a, you know, sort of a short-term deal or something. With I, obviously I having feel, experience in the having experience with the team. I feel we're a defensive lineman short at the moment. Um, I mean, not to not to have back to him. I, I think that's. The cap space that they were expecting to get from Chris Jones. Yeah. 
Yeah, to be honest, yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if at some point Dunlap does come in. Um, I'd be, I'd be very pro that move. Um, I guess, I guess they're just waiting to see how that, how Jones, how that pans out and when he when he turns up. Um, a live Travis Kelsey update. Status is in doubt for Thursday night's opener against the Lions because of knee injury. Sources tell Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero it's not believed to be a long-term injury. They'll wait for swelling to go down and go from there. I mean, Read into that what you will. Even if you ice it and it looks all right tomorrow, <coughs> I, I'm keen for him to rest because he's of his age and you'll, yep. you want him further down, just give him, give him the week off. You've got an extended like uh, like a mini bye week here as well, haven't you? Because we're playing Thursday and we don't play again until Sunday. So. Sunday, yeah, Sunday at six, I think we are in yeah. week two. I mean, yeah. and we're just that's that that I would imagine is the only news we're going to get between now and and kick off. Right, there's no way we're getting any other news. No. He'll be it'll be whenever the team lines go in half day an hour to day or whatever. I mean, you know, the thing is, at this point, what, what do we gain by calling up Matt Bushman? Probably not. Just you, you bring him up from the practice squad on the day, don't you? Because they can bring a couple of players up yeah. um, and make them eligible. So you, I yeah. would imagine you would make him, you would bring him up on the day, and you know. So, so remind me of the the, the game day thing. These, do we do you get to strip fifty three guys? So did they not put that in at COVID? You don't actually have to because you have to, to sit half a dozen guys, right? Yeah, it's uh, five, I think. Yeah. Five. So you still have, you still have to do that. You don't you don't just you don't you don't. No, you still you still have to sit some, yeah. But I think you can bring you can bring a couple up from the practice squad on the day of the game. Yeah. But I think you have to have them like active. Then I don't think yeah. you can bring them up and leave them inactive. Yeah. So and imagine we have to do we have to bring <coughs> Matt Bishop up to contradict myself again because like our thirteen personnel sets. We're yes. so success. We're so successful last year. You, ha- you ha- even if you're not gonna, even if you're not gonna play, you know, roll them out regularly. You ha- you, you have to have that possibility out there just to just to keep the the other side wondering. Uh, as my kids would say, it was OP, which apparently stands for overpowered. Um, yeah, it, we had four. 20-yard-plus receptions out of three tight end sets last season. Nobody else had more than one. Silence with the stats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's just... I mean, there's a couple more. Like, we... When we went with three tight end sets... This is Robert Mays and Nate Tice, I'll give credit to. When we went with three tight end sets, we faced eight in the box on, like... 40% 40% of the snaps, the league average was 90%. Like, everybody stacked the box against three tight ends unless they were playing us, and then they didn't. Um, and it was like, yeah, if you want to run the ball, run the ball, um, which we did really, really well out of it as well. Like, our success rate on those plays was insane as well. Um, it, it, it was a ridiculously successful um, formation for us last season. Yeah, just hit the spam button again, I think. It's just, though, you go back to then having Bushman, Bell, Gray, the teams go, well, I'm not really threatened by that, and they just treat us like they would do if it was any other team. Yes, I think they would. Yeah. Right, so we were just discussing earlier. Help me out. Um, Are the Lions good? 
I think they will be later on in the season. Because um, once they get Jameson Williams back, he's suspended for six games, I think it is, for gambling. Not even on the NFL, it's gambling on college games while in the Detroit facility. Um, but if you add Jameson Williams and Eamon Rassant Brown, they're two really good receivers. And then you've got a couple of rookies, Jameer Gibbs, the running back, and Sam Laporte at the tight end. Like, that's the makings of a not bad offense. Eamon Rassant Brown, they'll tell me you've lived in Ireland for half your life without telling me you've lived in Ireland for half your life. <laughs> so, do you want to pronounce it differently? No. Well, they're, they're all. Um... Uh, the whole family are uh, Egyptian gods, aren't they? It's Amon yes, Ra, they are, that's it? correct. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's uh, Equinemius or something's yeah. the other one, isn't One, it? Wonderful people. And then, wonderful family. There's, um, the, the dad is um, like some sort of multiple world champion bodybuilder. He works, there was videos of them in their home gym on Hard Knocks last year. He works them so, so hard. It was, it was, it was very, very funny. He's, anyway, the, uh, he's a red zone darling, isn't he? Because all, all you ever heard last year was Armin Ra St. Brown, Armin Ra St. Brown as we were going over to the red zone. So. Well, that's because he had a yeah, no, he had, he, 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 last yeah, year. No, he, he, and I'm not saying he didn't, but he was he was certainly a dark. He's one of those ones, those name, his name came out a lot. Um, you know, they'd always refer to it. So that's that's where I sort of heard him from. Was that red zone? Here's, here's, here's my Lions theory. I don't think they're that great. And I think that all the hype and everything they get bigged up about is based on recency bias and hard knocks and the fact that like so Dan Campbell and his assistants are such big personalities and they're so likable. I love the the way they had the DC and the OC going at each other. Then they're, they're, they're like lifelong friends, I think. But the way that they speak to each other on like on the on the practice field is just it's just brilliant. Sounds like a prison drama the way they speak to each other. And then how like the camaraderie they have. I loved all that sort of stuff. But I don't think the team's very good. Like last year they they were they were like one in six at one point last year. Then they got hot, won won a load of games, but then they shit the bed again at the end of the season. They lost to the Panthers. And again, if they'd won, they would have got they would have been in the playoffs. The teams they beat last year, the Commanders, CAC, Green Bay, CAC, Bears twice, Giants. They beat Jacksonville. You have to give them that. The Vikings, Hammond, who Jacksonville, yeah, fine. The Vikings, who everyone knows were were a fraud. The Jets, who were meh. And then the last game again, and this is again recency bias. They beat like the most demotivated Packers team ever. And if they think they you know, to put them out, and like they're sort of the like. It was seen as such a big thing that they like, they'd stopped Aaron Rodgers getting to the, the playoffs or whatever. That I think everyone's kind of going, "Oh yeah, the Lions are the next best thing." I are they like they are. Are they like the Browns a couple of years ago that everyone in the media raves on about, them, but they don't actually produce? I think so. They're just they're, they're in such a terrible division, in um, like a bad in the worst conference as well. If you put them in the AFC. I have them. I would have them about ninth or tenth in the AFC. I, I wouldn't. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs out of the NFC to start with, and I, and I wouldn't have them close to it in the AFC. I, I think they'll make the playoffs out of the NFC. I think they'll win the division as well because you did just say I don't think the division's very good at all. But 
in the NFC, you don't have to be great to make the playoffs. You just have to be kind of not shit the bed. And then once you get into the playoffs, who knows what happens there? Um, I, I still think they'll have a good season. I think they'll win the division and I think they'll win a playoff game, but I don't think they'll win more than that. And don't forget, Goff has outgunned Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, that that was some game, was that one, wasn't it? It was. Um, that's a good. That's a really good point because that's actually that's probably one of my like all time favorite Chiefs games. That was just. It was a great spectacle to watch, wasn't yeah. it? As in first year, and you're thinking, "Wow, this kid's special." And I think at that point, I hadn't long got into like one of the arrowheads of broad WhatsApp groups, and you're all up at ridiculous time of night watching this, like. Just this silly, silly game going on. It just, it just, it kind of felt like being part of something special. I don't know because you're up at three in the morning here, no one else is up. You know, I don't know. I just, I just, I really, I really kind of enjoyed the whole experience of that game. And at the end of it, you're like, yeah, we lost, but like, we, we like, we could have won. It wasn't. I don't know. I really, really enjoyed that. I would sign up for that, not the result, I guess, but I'd sign up for that same feeling. You can right tell. Now. You can tell you enjoyed it. You had, you didn't put the WhatsApp group on mute if you were. Times have changed. I'm anyone listening. I think I must. I'm 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 in three active WhatsApp groups to do with Arahidabad. Neil is in all of them. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Everyone else that I know is in at least two of them. Trying to corral these conversations at the same time is. Utterly ridiculous. I'm, I'm gonna especially on game on game day, right? If I, if I'm doing the Twitter feed, trying to live tweet and trying to ignore three WhatsApp groups as well, which are a buzz. Oh god, listen. No. And and trying to respect the delay. Yes. I, I've got no. I, I I forget about the respect of delay. I'll give it. I'm, I'm yeah. hands up on that one. You are not on your own on that, mate. No. Not on your own at all. <laughs> I wonder if I could, I think I'd take a lot of discipline. I wonder if I could, just as a thought experiment, mute WhatsApp during the game and just see how many messages God. I've got during during the game, especially being the first one. I don't know about game day, but sometimes I can come onto my phone after not having it for a few hours and there's like 120, 130 messages. It's just literally one or two groups of KC talk. <laughs> Yeah. Even this afternoon, this afternoon when there wasn't a great deal happening, and I, I went to the school to pick the kids up, so I, I was out of the house for about an hour. And by the time I got back, you have fifty-seven unread messages in one group. And they I was like, thinking, Jones, must, Jones must have signed. Yeah, I think Jones must have signed. No, it's people just putting their bloody pictures up for um, touchdown celebration stuff. I thought, <laughs> oh, Jesus, don't get me excited here. Yeah, it's another reason that Grumpy or Duncan will have to. Mute the groups. No, I, I like. I really, I really, I really love that side of this whole thing. Like that sort of camaraderie and the like the the the, the shared experience of, of enjoying something together. Kind of win, lose or draw. We're kind of all all in it together. And like on on the really fun games, on the really good days, you come out of it going, it actually doesn't matter if we win because it's just been a, it's been a good it's been a good three hours spent with people that you like. Mm. Which is easy to say because I know that over the course of this season we're going to make the playoffs, right? One kind of one or two wins up and down isn't going to derail the whole thing. But yeah, it's a grind at times, I'll tell you. 
Yeah. I'm just looking at the stats from that game against the Rams. Goff was 31 of 49 for 413 yards, four touchdowns and no interceptions. And for the Chiefs, Mahomes was 33 of 46, 478 yards, six touchdowns, three interceptions. Tyreek Hill had 10 for 215 and two touchdowns. Kelsey had 10 for 127 and one touchdown. Chris Conley had seven for 74 and two touchdowns. It's just nuts. It's, it's wild when you look back at even like the start of Mahomes' career as a, as a starter. Some, like some of the names are thrown to. Like we've been talking about. Um, Brett Veach, like, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, <laughs> like over <laughs> over like over the course of this offseason, like what's the, what's the wide receiver room looking like? You know, is it is it good enough? Like. If it was, um, if say Josh Allen had the same set, what would we? How would we? How would we talk about it? And then actually, the best way to do it is like you just say, frame it against some of the names that caught passes from him a few years back. Well, we this had, we're actually in a pretty decent place right now. Tyree Kill had ten, Kelsey had ten, Conley had seven, and then there was Kareem Hunt had three. Demarcus Robinson had one, Sammy Watkins had one, and Demetrius Harris had one, and that was that was the game that day. How can how can we have how can Sammy Watkins only get one reception? He one, must have been hurt. He must have been hurt. One reception for four yards. Oh, he must have Demetrius been Harris had one for three, and Demarcus Robinson one for fourteen. Who was the um, receiver in Mahomes' first game for the year one when he played against uh, Denver? Albert it was it. That was it. Well, yeah, Wilson. yeah. See, yeah. he made him. He made him look, you know, like a. He got him a very nice contract. Yeah, in made, yeah ex- ex- exactly. So he made a lot of money. When we look at what he can do to, you know, enhance receivers that maybe aren't of the elite quality, it's, it's an interesting. It's going to be interesting. Thursday night's going to be throwing so much, so many answers up, or what ifs. What do, so? What do, you, what do you think we will come out with at the end? Of the first game more questions or more answers i think there'll be more questions i think there'll be some glimpses of good but you'll still be like can they maintain that and what happens if we don't get this or we don't get that personally i think yeah i find it hard to see what we're going to get answers on other than how are we going to cope without kelsey and chris jones in the same time it's like uh, the game the game plans are going to be so different week to week i think if kelsey isn't playing yeah. it'd be like who do we want to feature this week oh, let's throw the ball of shit on sky more let's next week we'll throw it a lot to mvs or something it's it's just going to be so random to start the season yeah. i guess though like, we're not going to know at the time obviously but i'd imagine that andy reed and um matt Nagy and Mahomes are, will have more kind of more of an idea of just sort of if it's a long-term injury or a short-term injury but i mean this is I know what I'm about to say is a ridiculous statement, but bear with me, right? Week one, it almost has a, a slight playoff game feel to it, and it's just win. Doesn't matter how now, just win. You're not looking to, you know, you're not looking to sort of build too many, you know, putting too many foundations for the season or that, you know, whatever at this game. We just need to to win in front of your own fans on banner night. It's it's just win one point or ten points. It almost doesn't really matter. You're not, you know, you're not looking to. If it's a really ugly 
whatever it would be, 16-14 win. I don't even know how you get to the scores. You know, that sort of thing doesn't doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if we were to lose, it's not the end of the world because it's an NFC team. So from a tiebreaker point of view, like it, it doesn't really affect things as pretty much. Um, but I still, even without Kelsey and Jones, I still don't think we lose. I mean, I like I agree with Duncan. It does. It feels like a must-win game just to settle the nerves, settle the where, the what ifs. The I just think Chiefs play best when their backs against the wall, when it's got something to prove. Mahomes particularly, and this having no Kels, having no Chris Jones, having no alleged wide receiver core and question marks over this and that. I think I think they'll step up. Um, yeah, taking the over on Mahomes rushing yards. Yeah, I, just, I am just looking up that now. Um, Mahomes over fifty yards. You can get eleven to one on. Um, he's fifteen and a half. I am hammering the over on that. Yeah, I mean he's like, like we were chatting earlier about you know who who's going to step up and like you know every now and again Andy Reid dials up a McCall Harvin game or you know that sort of weird stuff. This is just a Mahomes game, isn't it? He's just just put the yes. team on his back and yep. just pull something out. This is this has just got him written absolutely all over it, and especially when you know you, he's going to be coming in fully fit, fully motivated, fully prepared, whether Kelsey's in or not. Um, yeah, this is this has just got Mahomes game written all over it. You can have alternate rushing yards on over 25, over 40, or over 50. I would take the over 25 there. I, I can see him running a bit here. What's his passing yards? His passing yards are uh, 285. So that's come down about 20 yards since the Kels news because he was on 305 and a half um, when I was looking at that yesterday. Over-unders, two and a half passing touchdowns. I'll take the over on that, probably. He's still got Watson and MBS as well. That he, that he does dial up big plays to. So yep. Yeah. You've got, you've got options. Yep. Well, I mean, I, I'm not particularly concerned about the offense just because I think that they'll just spread it around so much. Um, you know, someone will be open. And it, I, I trust him to find them. And we know now he can play Dink and you know, yeah, yeah, Duck and Dink and all that sort of stuff. He's got he's got everything. Yeah, he's just coming into his prime now. Like he's, what is he, twenty seven going? He'll be twenty eight this season. Like his best years are the next four years. That, that should be a scary thought for everyone. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like he's just getting good now. I mean, that's a, that is a wild statement, an absolutely but wild it's true. statement. Yeah, I mean it's no, he's just got, so. It's so hard to kind of almost like dispassionately like take a step back and go, now this guy's really fucking good. Like and not just not just really good, you're like no, like it's it's almost good at a level that people haven't really seen before. I'll give you a couple of stats I used on the lines, guys, right? When Mahomes has trailed by ten points, he has like a seventy percent win rate. Nobody else has higher than about 35, which is Tom Brady. It, like, going 10 points down is not an issue. And then in his career, 
in the NFL. I think he's played 96 games now. And he's lost three games by more than one score. Like that, that is just stupid. It's just a ridiculous stat. It's stupid stats. And he's got that attribute. I think Duncan's phrased it uh, or coined the phrase a few times, that F U button. Yeah. The elite, elite sportsmen or certain elite sportsmen have that they just turn it on when they need to. I'm not losing this game regardless. No, he absolutely does. There's not, there's not many have it. I think, I, th- I think at the moment now, and I, I don't even know if you could say he still has it. I think Aaron Rodgers of, of current players, current quarterbacks, mm. Aaron Rodgers certainly had it. We'll see if, uh, if you know, kind of newly motivated, you know, version still does. But you're kind of looking like you're, you're talking like the best of the best guys, like Tiger Woods, um, Serena Williams, um, Michael Jordan. You know, people like that that are like uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan, if you want to be more British about it. You know, people that oh, like, truly elite players. Yeah, really, the, really, like the, really the best, of the best. Where they're like, actually, I know I'm good, but I've got like, it's not even another gear to get to, because it's not like they're playing within themselves. But you just like, you know, like when they, when it, when it really, when you, it's like the mum lifting the car off the baby. Mm-hmm. You know, finding the yeah. superhuman strength. They're like, like when, when it, when it really, really matters, they can, they can just, they can find something extra in the tank to do something yeah. really special. Yep. Today, I, be, I, I mean, Thursday would be a good. Imagine, imagine Mahomes' season peaks tomorrow. Imagine he does something like ridiculous like that, and he, he gets Sky Moore 120 yards and Noah Gray three touchdowns and runs for 75 in a score. Like, imagine he peaks at week one. Yeah. What does that mean for the rest of the season? <laughs> it's not going to be great then. The old downhill from that. I'm going to say I'm nervous about week one and just getting a result. Not the, not the other 16 yeah. games and all, but it's after the playoffs. Right. I'm, I'm, um, I'm meandering now. Right. Let's. Um, Neil's had enough time. Like you said, he was just on with uh, with our counterparts from the, the UK Lions. So he's had enough time to look back and look up the score prediction that he made. Um, <laughs> give him another, I'll give him another couple of seconds. Um, no, I've, I've got it. I know what it was. You've got it, right. Go yeah. for it. Fire away. Um, so Chiefs have scored at least 33 points in the opening game in the last eight years, and I went with 36-31 to the Chiefs because the spread is at six points and the Chiefs are not great at covering the spread. So I think it'll be a, a close-ish game. It could be a... Lions score late to make it look respectable kind of thing, but I've gone 36-31 Chiefs. James, you're up. I'm going for last time I remember seeing the Lions and Chiefs live at Wembley, yeah. 2015, they had a wide receiver called Megatron, I believe, who was yeah, definitely. Uh, we didn't have much. I can't remember who the, um, the running back was um, or much about that team, but we nailed them 45-10. So I'm going to go 45-10. Why not? Excellent show. Spicy. I, yeah, I really thought that a couple of weeks ago, I really thought that we would, I I thought that we could actually put them in their place. You know, the Lions being the sort of puffed out chest, you know, darlings of the kind of NFL. um, Like you said, but then like you say, Neil, we're not so good against the spread. I I think we'll get 30. I'm going to go 31 26 
See, I was going so much closer. I was going to go for that sort of game, and you've persuaded me in this podcast, Duncan, that we're going to smash. <laughs> so no, I've, I've even looked it up the score. What was it, Wembley? I thought, right, I'll go with that. Yeah, no, it's great. But, but like again, like another um, another podcast. I'm going to assume most of our listeners listening to um, Chiefs are good at weird games as well. So, uh, yeah. like, there's plenty of times where they cover the spread, but you're actually you're never in you're never in any doubt. Like we've always no. we've always got control of the game. We've got the ball last or whatever, you know. Um, you just let them back into it later. Yeah, I could, I could see it being one of those games, just especially if. So here, I think we'll come out firing. I think that's what we have to do. We we have to come out aggressive. Yeah. Look like say look to spread the ball about. And get them take... second guessing. Score points quite early, and then a the typical throttle. Andy Reid performance. Yeah, throttle yeah, comes go, off. I get what yeah. you say. Yeah, I get what you say. Yeah, exactly. Go a bit vanilla, and and Spags probably, you know, kind of stays in his bag, um, reverts the type, and that maybe lets him in a little bit later. But I, I, I don't, I, I don't see this being a particularly stressful game. It sounds like famous last words, but I think I think we've got this one. Uh, just on a slight side note, I'm looking at the 2015 stats of the game 45 10 how many passing yards did the chiefs have in a 45 to 10 win i seem to remember quite a bit of passing but i also remember quite a lot of was it chicandrick west yeah Yeah, 20 carries for 97 yards alex smith ran the ass off that ball as well didn't he five carries for 78 yeah so that brings it down a bit 270? Not even remotely close. Hmm. More T or less T, Vicar? Less. Weird game, right? The Lions just yeah. sucked. Yeah. We had a... 20, was a pick six, 20, wasn't there? Oh, uh, could have been. We were 20 <laughs> of 28 for 134 yards passing. And 45. Oh, wow. How times have change? How times have changed? To, to, Travis Kelsey with six receptions for 49 yards. To, Macklin, to to, Jeremy Macklin had 35. Chikandrick West, 25. DeAnthony Thomas, 22. Albert Wilson, 12. Chris Conley, 6. I mean, to go back to, uh, to a bit I used earlier, tell me Alex Smith was your quarterback without tell me Alex Smith was your quarterback. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I love Alex Smith. So I love, love Alex Smith. So. 18 of 26 for 145 yards, two touchdowns, sacked three times for 15 yards. But I guess we were in a slightly, like I've just described the Lions last season, we were in that sort of thing. We were like one in seven or something, right? It was a, yes, we were, yeah. Abysmal and then got that win and went on a tear and got to the playoffs, didn't we? Yeah, uh, we were three and five. Um, and then I think we won eight on eight on the bounce yeah, after that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they made the playoffs. Yeah, you know it was. Um... Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. We beat Houston in the playoffs, thirty to nothing. Then we lost to the Patriots, twenty-seven to twenty. Yeah, after we beat Detroit and we had the bye week, we beat Denver, San Diego, Buffalo, Oakland, San Diego, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Oakland. We went undefeated the rest of the season. Well, we, like, we like playing the Lions and going on a run. I'll take, we'll take two, 17 and two, two of our division teams don't even exist anymore. No, I know. God, it's mad, uh, isn't it? Life comes at you fast, right? Yeah. 
Anyway, right. Um, let's get to the to the important stuff. Um, stay up or disco nap? Disco nap because I'm working on Friday morning, so I have to be up for work at quarter to seven. The game will finish between half past four and five, so an hour and a half or so sleep isn't enough. So I'll probably an hour and a half beforehand just to kind of give me the strength to power through. I should, I should couch this um, for everyone listening that we're probably the old men of the podcast now, so you make <laughs> a slightly different answer yes <laughs> if, um, if tomo and owen were on <laughs> yes absolutely yes although tomo's married and getting old now so you know oh and i could understand the different answer tomo would probably be painting a bedroom or something before the game <laughs> sorry tomo <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> james what do you do are you a, are you a power through or are you a power nap I would well, know, I, power through or power nap. That's how I should have asked that question. I normally power nap, power nap at those games, but this uh, this week I'm on the, I'm a bit busy doing bits and bobs um, locally, so I don't even know if I'll get to see the game. But um, oh, you're a Friday morning man. Oh, yeah, I might have to be a Friday morning mm. man on that one. I don't normally like doing it. I do like the power nap about half ten to one o'clock. So you, you won't be in the Arrowheads after dark club then. I will not be um, bothering Duncan on WhatsApp. <laughs> I don't think during the game. <laughs> do do you still I'll have a membership up, wait, card I'll, for that, Duncan? I'll wake up to the uh, yeah, four hundred yeah. uh, I might, I might do that. We'll see. Because this, this is weird. Because you've got America's game as well, which is but the hour before the yes. game, so we'll probably come out about what like half eleven, eleven o'clock, something like that, an hour. Yeah. 11 until 12, and then they go to pre-game stuff at 12. There is, yeah. So I, I would imagine so. I haven't looked at the schedule, but I would yeah. imagine that's what's going on. I feel on. I have to. The last, um, the last time after we won the Super Bowl, I missed the season opener because I went to the pub with the guys I worked with. And that was that was during a little thing called a pandemic when you, it was, you kind of had to take your chance to go to the pub because I think they were closing the week after or something. Anyway, it was like the last chance we, we could get to go for a pint, so I didn't manage to see the game. So I'm going to make sure I see this one. And with a with a youngster, I kind of got a lot of practice of getting up in the middle of the night. However, he does tend to pick up about quarter past four for his nighttime feed, which is a, just just about when the game's finished. So I don't know what that means. I don't know. I don't know what sort of form I'm going to be in. Are you the one who does the half past four in the morning feed? Oh, varies, varies. I guess just to, just whoever stirs stirs fastest or most or um, do you, do you ever between between you and me? Well, those? I was just I was just about to say whoever rolls <laughs> over first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, do, the do voice the has several experiences there. Yeah. Do yeah. the game a tactical noise just as you go to bed and then you know the mists will get up sorted. Well, I mean, what the, there's brownie what? points in that though. Like there's a oh, don't worry, Lynn, I'll I'll take the quarter past four because there's still seven minutes left in the game. And... <laughs> well, the, the the problem then is we end up going to like, overtime or something. Uh, yeah. the dreaded overtime one. Yeah, let's sort of bottle out, pause it. Definitely meet the WhatsApp group so nothing goes. You know, um, yeah, I think I think that I'll just have to basically wing it and see what happens. Um, there's no way to prepare, so I'm just going to wait and see what happens. I do um, get there if I'm off on the day after the game and it's a one o'clock start, and you get up and uh, I get that look off the missus as she's walking downstairs at five o'clock to go to work, and I've had like 
a few cans of beer or whatever, and she's just looking at <laughs> just looking at me with that nod of like, "What the hell are you doing?" Well, I mean, th- th- there is that currently being a, being a man of leisure at the moment. Um, I don't have to worry about getting up for work the next day, oh. so oh. I, 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 I may just, uh, like you say, partake in a, a couple of refreshing drinks. Are you going to delay your employment until like February now, just just for the all the night games that we're going to have? Yeah, no, that might that might be pushing it. Uh, <laughs> hoping to be back working by. Well, let me double check. Look at the schedule. Should have done this. Got to pay probably for next about, Dublin. Probably about oh, week seven. Good. I'm I'm, hope, I'm hoping to be back in employment by week seven. Oh, hang on a minute. I bet that. Oh, then you'd have to have so, a weekend off. So Duncan, Duncan's basing his employment on Chris Jones's schedule. Yeah. No, I'm just I'm just going to double check. I do have a. I do have a hopeful start date. Uh, yeah, no, so we're at nine o'clock against the Chargers, the evening game against the Chargers the week before, the day before, and due yeah. to start gainful employment. So I'm not going to go in looking like a half shot knife. Uh, <laughs> shouldn't be too, <laughs> shouldn't be too bad. He says, famous last words, touch week. Give it a week. Yeah. <laughs> Hazel's supposed to start a new job on the 26th of October. And she's running the Dublin Marathon on like the thirtieth, and then we're going to Frankfurt for the Miami game, like on the third. So in her first week, she's going to have to have two days off: one to run a marathon and one to go away for the weekend to watch the Chiefs. Fair play. Mm, yeah. I'm not sure which one. You know, um, I, I don't think I'll ever get to the marathon. I don't think I'll ever get to the marathon standard. Uh, no, me either. I've got nothing to add to marathon running. It's a form, <laughs> it's a form of insanity. There's 26, beers, in fact, tw- there's 26 beers count as a marathon. It could do, yes. That's fr- that's, uh, that's the Germany challenge. So that's Friday, so that's Friday morning. Uh... <laughs> in the to airport to before you get on the plane. I'm in too much about that. Anyway, we've got plenty of time to think about that. Let's not, um, let's not write checks that our uh, livers can't... Uh, Lewis can't cash out. Yeah, I think that was the yeah, best for the night. Very sensible. Yeah. What have we done? We spoke about Chris Jones. That was good. Check. We spoke about Travis Kelsey. Check. I think we just about previewed the the game. Just about figured yeah. out if the Lions are good or not. Gave some predictions. We've told you all how to stay up. To watch the game if you're based in a silly country like we are i think it's mission accomplished um and on that i will thank uh, neil for his company quite all right thank you and james for his company cheers for having me i'll go back down to the practice squad no absolutely not <laughs> so there's a permanent elevation uh welcome to welcome to the we're like a cult now james once you're in you're in oh dear that, that was a 10, 10 for one fifty and three touchdown performance there, James. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that people are? Um... I thought it was a solid, a solid Alex Smith pass. No, there's there's, 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 there's folk out there right now on Fanatics getting Harrison jerseys. Um... <laughs> oh, uh, don't start me on my Harrison jersey. I always wanted James Harrison ninety two to play for the Chiefs. Never. Oh. So I'm stuck with a Steelers jersey that I'll never wear, but it's in me. It's in me uh, wardrobe just because of it. Man, that's a revelation to end on. Not much can add to that, really, is there? No, <laughs> no, no there isn't. No. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Beach, do the right thing. Get us, uh, get us a Harrison. <laughs> anyway, um, 